appreciate that. It's a joy to be at this men's conference. My heart has been challenged and convicted already from the last session. And I praise God for your pastor, Pastor Weigel, choicest servant of God, and I praise God for him and the opportunity to come here to, uh, just to speak on the, uh, on the avenue of prayer. And I just want to look to the Lord in the word of prayer for wisdom before we look in, into God's word. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Lord, I'm humbled by it. I thank you, Lord, for Pastor Weigel, Lord. He's a great man of God. Father, I pray you bless him and his congregation, Lord. And for the men that are gathered here today, I ask you, Lord, that, uh, that you would speak through me today your word that only you would be seen. Lord, that, Lord, that we would be what you'd want us to be as men. Father, we need to be more men of prayer. Father, I pray, Lord, you'd fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Hide me behind your cross. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I was, as I was thinking about this, I know my father-in-law, Pastor Dennis Higgins, would have been 69 years old today. He went home to be with the Lord three months ago. Great prayer warrior, great man of God. He would always tell me, he said, I'm praying for you. Called me up on Saturday night, he said, I want to let you know I'm praying for you. He didn't know the battles that I was facing, but he was there for me. And I miss him. And I praise God for his testimony and the legacy that goes on through my brother-in-laws and, and churches like this. The Lord laid this upon my heart with that in mind today. Is the title of my lesson is Hit the Deck. Hit the Deck is the title of my lesson. That's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Pastor Palmer, outstanding message. I want to let you know that challenged me, convicted my heart. Thank you so much. Simple verse, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. And then going over to the Ephesians chapter 6 and verses 10 through 18, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Very important, that first verse as well as the last verse. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand there, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. But don't miss verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Throughout that passage right there, we see a few words. I see the words against. And I see the word stand and withstand. But in the first verse, in verse 10, it's only by God's power. And it's only through the avenue of prayer that we can stand. We can't stand apart from prayer. And so the title of my lesson is Hit the Deck. When you're under attack, whether it might be in the schoolyard game of dodgeball, remember that growing up? Or, or, or maybe on the outdoor strategic uh, game of paintball. I was too big for paintball. I tried to hide behind the tree, and they got me right away. 
Uh, so that didn't work so much. Or in the you know, all-important spiritual warfare of the Christian life, ever remaining low, staying down, or hitting the deck is a must if we're going to stay in the game or in the war of all wars. We must hit the deck. You see, soldiers, we're on the front lines for the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord's army. And this is not some dodgeball game or a game that's fought, or a war that's fought with guns and tanks or missiles, but rather it must be fought on our knees in prayer. We need to learn to hit the deck. Please understand, leaders, and, and if, you're a, a, if you're a teacher or whatever position you hold, if you're serious about serving God, we need the message today to hit the deck. Because as leaders, we're under fierce attack by our arch enemy, Satan himself, all the time. In fact, this is why underneath the biblical qualification is that of a pastor. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 2, we see the words vigilant and sober made mention of. Those same words are made mention of in the all-familiar verse of 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And we're going against Satan, but praise God, but thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's through prayer on our knees. Because prayer is the number seven piece of armament that we have against Satan. And the number six, my friend, is the number of man. And the number six, without me, you can do nothing. But when you, when you add prayer to the armament... Prayer, and that number seven stands for completion and power. We need God. We need His power. We need His strength. And as leaders, He wants to put, uh, put uh, Satan wants to put us out of commission, and He wants to put us on the shelf, and we know that everything rises and falls on leadership. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for uh, programs and promotions as a pastor and put for pushes and for prizes and for prompts. But all these helpful tools in and of themselves are completely useless without prayer. Amen. They're useless without prayer. You see, prayer takes what we're doing to a whole new dimension, a whole new level out of the natural and into the supernatural realm. After all, this is a supernatural battle that we're fighting, which demands supernatural strength, which can only come on our knees in prayer. Because without me, you can do nothing. Where prayer focuses, power falls. And my friend, it's either the number six, the number of nothingness for man, or almightiness is the number seven. And that is... The number of prayer, that's the seventh piece of armament that we have, is prayer. And he, Satan wants to sidetrack us. He wants to uh, divert us, our attention away from what is excellent, and put it on that, that which is very good, or that which is good, but the best is prayer. Because the world needs to see less of us and more of him. Less of us and more of him. We need to learn to hit the deck. 
With prayer comes power. With prayer comes progress. With prayer comes positive results in our lives and in our ministries. The lower that we go, the more likely we will be in remaining ever standing underneath tremendous enemy fire. Because in our passage, we look at having done all to stand, stand therefore. God has not called us to stand down. He has called us to stand up. To stand up. And the only way we can stand is by getting down on our knees in prayer. We need to fight to ever go lower in our walk with God. I praise God for your pastor who has a servant's heart and many others that have servant's hearts in this church. That's the highest realm of spiritual maturity is to be a servant of all. And that comes only by prayer. You see, the fiery attacks are relentless from outside as well as with inside of our churches nowadays. And if we're serious about impacting our town, our city, our plant, our, our, our school, our company for the glory of God, we need to learn to hit the deck. We need to learn to pray. The early church there in Jerusalem before the day of Pentecost came down, the 120 were there praying in the upper room. And they were praying not just for days, I mean for hours, they were praying for days. I know a song that many times convicts me to my, the core of my being is sweet hour prayer, sweet hour prayer that calls me from a world of care. But in reality, as Pastor Palmer said earlier, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, it doesn't cut it. We need to pray like never before. We need to seek God's face like never before. In Acts 1, verse 14, Acts 1, verse 24, Acts 3, verse 1, Acts 4, verse 31, Acts 6, verse 4, Acts 6, verse 6, Acts 8, verse 15, and so on and so forth. That you see the word prayer made mention of. Because, my friend, we're not fighting in some natural battle. We're fighting in a supernatural battle, which demands prayer. We have to pray like never before. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. The song says it best. You can promote. You can preach. You can uh, prepare your lessons. You can, uh, you can go out and proclaim the word of God. But if you fail to pray, my friend, you've lost the battle. Hitting the deck is important. In fact, in the war against all wars, in our passage in Ephesians chapter number 5, we notice the word against. If you go to the book of Acts in the early church of Jerusalem, as, as they were impacting their world for Christ, they, they were, as, they were, as they were building, they were battling every step of the way. We could look at Nehemiah in that way as well. As they were battling, uh, as they were building, they were battling. If you're serious about doing anything for God, prayer is essential. It's a must. We can't do without it because in our own strength we cannot stand. Prayer is the link between failure and success, between nothingness and fullness, between weakness and His supernatural power in our lives. And since we're not fighting in, some, in the natural realm, but rather in the supernatural realm, this is where the battle is won or lost, is on our knees in prayer. This is not a, a playground as A.W. Tozer wrote in his book, but it's a battleground. It's a battlefield. If we abide, we will abound. If we have fellowship, we will be fruitful. But it all is contingent upon our knees. 
Listen, prayer is not an option, it's not a suggestion, but it's rather a command. If we're going to remain faithful, if we're going to remain standing, having done all to stand, we need to pray. I see it in my church, in the church that God placed me in 25 years ago this year. Uh, 1994, I started Christmas Day in 1994. Last pastor was in our, it, pastor for me had hair down to his shoulders. They had to tell him to go out and get a haircut. So I went down there and I went to this preach in uh, Rio Grande uh, and they called me to preach. I said, you know something, I don't want to go there anyway, so I'm going to preach as hard as I can. And, and Lord, unless I get 90% of the vote, I'm not going. I'm, I'm leaving. But the Lord had other plans. Amen. It was 99.5%. Don't ask me where the half percent came. They wanted to be the pastor there. And I said, oh, Lord, what are you doing? I said, on one side, I have the bay. On the other side of the ocean, the other side, I have the pine barrens. You have to open up the proverbial Red Sea for me. It's not location, location, location down at the shore. <laughs> it's not. God, you have to do something. And still to this day, I have that about prayer on the fly leaf of my Bible. God, you know I need you. You have to do something that I can't do. And that's only through the avenue of prayer. I sit across from our church. We just renovated our building this last past year. It looks great. But you know something? It's not in the physical facilities. It looks great. But I sit there in the parking lot, look outside. And as I'm looking at the trees across the street, I say, Lord, I'm just as helpless as these trees. They're bare. They haven't come to bud yet. Without you, Nothing will happen here at this church. I need you for the programs. I need you to fill in the church. Because just because you have open doors in the building today, people aren't going to come flocking into your church. As those branches point to you, I'm, I'm lifting my prayer request to you right now. Lord, you have to do something because I can't do it. I can't do it. In the year 2020, men, we can't do it apart from God. We can't do it apart from God. We need to learn to hit the deck on our knees in prayer. Amen. How big is your God this morning? How big is your God? Is He bigger than your circumstances that you find yourself in right now? Is He bigger than your adversaries that are trying to destroy you verbally right now? Is He bigger than the setbacks and op obstacles that you're facing right now? Don't tell God how big your storm is. Tell the storm how big your God is. God knows what he's doing. Listen, the earth is his footstool. I have to think about that. Remember the old, I'm aging now, when you used to put up your feet up onto a hassock down below? The earth is his footstool. Everything is beneath the Lord. You've heard individuals say, well, that job is beneath me. Let me just say, all of our problems are beneath him. That's why we need to hit the deck. That's why we need to pray like never before. That's why Nehemiah said, the, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. He was Nehemiah, amen? He was on his knees more often than not. If you're personally experiencing a great uh, affl affliction or you're ready to undertake a great work, then naturally you need great power that can only come from a great God. We need God more than ever. Less of us. And more of him. Amen. He must increase, but I must decrease. Prayer is the key 
I remember 24 years ago when the Lord called me to Rio Grande. I said, Lord, the senior pastor, it's not for me. I can't even speak, Lord. And you're calling me down there? I said, I, I was ready to take an assistant pastor's job anywhere. He said, no, I want you to go there. My sister sent me a card with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24 on it. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. I said, Lord, it's not up to me to do it. Praise God, because I couldn't do it. It's up to you. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Anytime you see the word through Christ and, and by God, that's on our knees in prayer, folks. By hitting the deck and realizing that we cannot do it. When I, when I look at myself, I'm distressed. I'm, I'm depressed. When I look at others, I'm distressed. But when I look to God, I know that I've been blessed. Amen? That's why we need to hit the knee, our knees in prayer because the moment we get, our, uh, get, off, uh, get out of the bed in the morning right away, we're depressed, right? When we look at others and what's going on, we automatically become distressed. But only when we look to God on our knees in prayer are we blessed in our spirit and we can rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice as Paul did behind bars. Prayer is the key that unlocks the door. See, God is more... God is more impressed with our being than he is our doing. Before Nehemiah could go out and rebuild those walls, he was more concerned about his prayer life, about his being inside than he was that of his doing. Many times we put the cart before the horse. We're quick to go out and do something for God. And God is saying, I just want you to, I just want you to stand still and sit still and be still in my presence. Amen. And seek my face. That's a hard thing for me to do. I don't like to be in the office too much. But I realize I need to pray more. My father-in-law who's went home, he's graduated, and he went home to be with the Lord. My wife is up at the cemetery today up there in Morristown area. But he knew how to pray. He prayed four hours every day. Prayed when he got up, and, and I know that he prayed for me. Never look at prayer as something like wasting your time. You're not wasting your time. You're getting God's power in your life, folks. Our doing cannot be blessed unless, first of all, my friend, where our being is right before the Lord God of heaven, because it's the Lord God of heaven that will only prosper us. He's the only way that will prosper except the Lord build a house, except the Lord build a church, except the Lord build our lives. They labor in vain to build it. We need to seek the face of the Lord. We sing the song, He is able, more than able, to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able, more than able, to ha handle everything that comes my way. God is able. As leaders, as those that are on the front lines for Jesus Christ, as Sunday school teachers, Satan wants to attack you. 
And he'll use accusations that will come your way. He'll use belittlement that will come your way. He'll use criticism that will come your way. He'll use disappointment that will come your way. He'll use evil speaking that will come your way. He'll use fault finding that will come your way. He'll use gossip that will come your way. He'll use hatred that will come your way. Ill will, jealousy, uh, conniving, lying, malice, negativity, op opposition, problems, quarreling, ridicule, slander, threatening, ugliness. I won't go all the way. But he'll use all those things to try to take you down. He's relentless. But you know one thing? When we're on our knees before God, we have power. But without him, my friend, we can't face him. We need to pray. We need God's power in our life. Amen? That only comes through hitting the deck on our knees in prayer. It doesn't matter how much talent or charisma you might possess. It doesn't matter how great of a speaker or orator you are. It doesn't matter how high your IQ is. It doesn't matter how many scripture verses you have memorized. It doesn't matter how, many, how physically strong you might be. It doesn't matter how nicely dressed you are. It doesn't matter how competent you might be. It doesn't matter how many years you have served the Lord even. We better learn to hit the deck. We better realize that we need God's presence in our lives we need God's perception in every matter I often say and the Lord I said Lord I don't know how to come out or go in Lord give me wisdom in this problem that I'm handling in the church James 1 5 has become almost my life verse if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it should be given him we need God's perception we need God's presence. We need God's power. Amen? That can only come on our knees before God. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. We're starting in our church. I said, Lord, we need your help. Super Sundays starting uh, the first week of March. See, down through the years, our, our, our people didn't reach their family for Christ, and as a result, we don't have many kids left for our Sunday school. And I said, the option is not to close down our Sunday school. The option is to put another net in the water, to try something else with God's power, not to compromise, folks, but to reach those that are unchurched for Christ. And since we have a great VBS in Vacation Bible School, if you love, if you love our VBS, you'll love our Super Sundays. And so we're trying to take it on that realm, another realm, and say, God, we need you to, your hand needs to be upon it. We can have these programs. We can have these pushes. Uh, we can have these prizes. But unless you bless us, it's going to be a flop. It's going to be a failure. My friends, we all need God's hand in our lives this morning. We need God's power. We need the one who alone can move the mountains. We need the one who alone hath measured the water, listen, in the hollow of his hand. If you study that or you Google that, I just did a little thing. All the oceans, all the seas, and all the rivers, one gallon of water weighs over eight pounds by itself. 
We serve such a great God. The Atlantic, Atlantic Ocean is 27,841 feet deep. The Pacific Ocean is 36,070 feet deep. The Indian Ocean is 26,401 feet deep. The Arctic Ocean is 17,881 feet deep. My friends, about 71% of the earth's surface is covered by water, and he holds it all in one hand. Amen. Is there anything too hard for me? You have not because you ask not. God's saying, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask? God wants us to seek his face more than ever before. All the immensity of our great God. Isaiah 40 just blows my mind when I look at how great our God is and what he wants to do through us. We need to learn to hit the deck. We can't live out the Christian life. We cannot resist temptation. We cannot remain in the war of all wars unless we're constantly praying. I've seen pastors, many of pastors, many of God's people that have fallen, as Pastor Palmer said, not most importantly, not through necessarily through immorality, but through discouragement down through the years. The only way that we're going to encourage ourselves, folks, is by praying. Praying. You look at yourself, you're depressed. You look at others, you're distressed. But you look to God and you're blessed. Amen. We need to pray like ever before. All that for my introduction, for my, my, now my points, just a few points, all right. Hit the deck for Phil. For for fulfilling your purpose today. For fulfilling your purpose. God has a purpose for all of us. God has saved us by His grace. But in His grace, He has given to us spiritual gifts. Amen? That He wants us to utilize as stewards. We don't own those gifts. He's entrusted those gifts into our care so that we would utilize them to bring forth fruit that would remain. Especially as leaders, we cannot fulfill God's purpose without staying on our knees. I'm reminded of John chapter 21. If you have your Bible, if you just turn there just for a minute. John chapter 21. John 21. John chapter 21. Beginning there, I want you to notice there in verse uh, number 3. We all identify with Simon Peter. I know I do. I'm I make haste, I'm impatient at times. And it says there in verse number 3, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go fishing. After he saw the resurrected Lord on two occasions so far, God wanted him to be fishing for men, but instead he was fishing for fish. He said, I go fishing, and they say unto him, we also will go with thee. People are following in our footsteps whether we know it or not, right? They're following us to do the right things or they're following us to do the wrong things. And I want you to notice what it says here. And they went forth and entered the ship and immediately, and that night they caught nothing. That night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have you any meat? I like that as last lesson. He just asked questions. He's not coming with an explanation mark to hit him over the head. He said, do you have any meat? Understand that those fishermen, Peter, 
And the fishermen, they, they knew those waters inside and out. They knew the great miracles that God, by the way, did on these waters inside and out. They had memories of what the Lord did. But they came back empty. Because they were, as they left the shoreline, they were heading away from the Lord because God said, I want you to be fishers of men. But instead, they were fishing for fish. And the further we go away from the Lord, my friend, the more discouraged we are. And notice what it says there. And I want you to notice, please, verse 6. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship. They could have said, wait a minute, wait a minute, we're experienced fishermen. We know these waters inside and out. We have GPS systems. No, they didn't have GPS systems. But uh, we, have, we, we know what's in the water, Lord. We don't need to listen to you. We've already put the net on the one side of the boat. But they listened to the Lord. Say, so what are you saying, Pastor? God can do in one second what we can't do in eight hours. And that comes by hitting the deck. I know Christians that have lived out their lives. One fellow that comes to my mind, the Lord took him home at the age of 22, is Matt Guzzi, good friend of my brother-in-law of cancer. He did more in his 22 short years than a lot of men will do in their whole lifetime because he was filled with the Spirit of God and he was a man of prayer. Can you imagine how dumbfounded they must have been as he came in, verse 8 says, with literally, uh, literally over 100 fish on that boat, enough fish to fill two boatloads. <laughs> He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think. All we need to do is but ask. All we need to do is but hit the deck and say, Lord, I need you for my class. I need you in my bus route. I need you today. I, need, I just need to have fellowship with you, not for what you can do for me, but for who you are. Fulfilling your purpose will only come as we are much in prayer on our knees. Nehemiah realized that. He realized that in chapter 1 and as his being was right, God blessed him in his doing in chapter 2. As the early Christians there in the, in the, in the book of Acts, as, as their being was right in chapter number 1, their doing was blessed in chapters 2, and so on and so forth. Nehemiah wanted the good hand of God to be upon his work. And so he hit the deck and he prayed. Amen. And he makes mention of the good hand of God in verse 8. In verse number 18 of chapter 2 of Nehemiah. If we want God's hand on what we're doing, folks, we need to hit the deck in this area of prayer. In order for Nehemiah to accomplish the gigantic task of building all the broken down walls, God has given to us the privilege of helping those that have broken down marriages broken down lives, in a broken down system, but it's going to take the power of a supernatural God to do it. And that only comes on our knees in prayer. We can't do it without God. Nehemiah's purpose was only carried out because he was a man of prayer. As he was building, he was battling every step of the way. Prayer must come first before our purpose can be successfully accomplished. 
Prayer must come first. The Bible says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Get the through God. That only comes through prayer. Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. All of us have strongholds in our lives. We have, we have strongholds in our families. We have strongholds in our class that we're trying to teach to and the students who are trying to reach for God. They have strongholds. And the only way those strongholds are going to come down is through hitting the deck on our knees in prayer. Amen. The only way. This is a spiritual battle. It's not a natural battle. It's not fought with guns and missiles and bombers. It's fought on our knees in prayer. Before we teach our Sunday school class, before we get up and preach, before we go out on that bus route, we need our being to be right. We need to fall on our knees before God and say, God, I need you. I need you. I get tired at times, and I know in my own life, I say, Lord, I get tired of playing church. I don't want to go through the rut. I don't want to go through the ritual. I don't want to go through the routine. I want to see you do something great. Amen. I don't want to play games. We're not here to play games. We're here to do something great for God in a world that's hurting, a world that needs Jesus Christ that can only be fulfilled on our needs. Pulling down strongholds can only take place on our needs. Where, par where our prayer focuses, power does fall. But last, I think I have little time. Hitting the deck for fulfilling your purpose, but understand this. Hitting the deck for frustrating your prowlers. When you're doing something for God, guess what? Satan doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. But greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen? We're more than conquerors to him that loved us and gave himself for us. Amen? Nehemiah had those that went against him. Sambal and Tobiah. And yet, my friend, prayer helps us say no to criticism. Chapter 6, verse 4 of Nehemiah. Prayer helps us say no to cowardness, being a coward. Chapter 6, verse 9. Prayer helps us say no to compromise. Boy, we're living in a day and age where churches are compromising left and right. Where we have this progressive movement in our, in our circles today and we're compromising here and there. We don't need the compromise. We need to pray more. We need to pray more. We haven't been called to stand down. We've been called to stand up. Daniel's response was one of hitting his knees. I don't know the challenges, men, that you face this morning, but I know we have a great God. And I know that He's able to do what concerns you today. He's able to uh, do what concerns me today. He's ready and willing. All we need to do is but ask. There will be enemies. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, Paul, all along the, his missionary journeys, we wouldn't be here for the most part this morning if he didn't re reach the Gentile world for Christ. I praise God that he was a man of prayer. He said there in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, in verse number 9, for a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. If there's no opposition, guess what? We need to check to see if we're really doing the work for God. Because anytime you're doing something for God, Satan hates it. 
And by the way, if we're praying for people, we will not be praying on people with an E. We need to pray for people with an A instead of be praying on people with an E. And say, God, I need to pray. I need to pray for those that rub me the wrong way, right? The person you're thinking about right now. I need to pray about that. I need to pray for my enemies. I need to pray for those that are, are getting me upset that I'll love my enemies. Prayer is powerful, folks. It really is. Prayer is what changed Paul's heart when he was behind bars. My friend, we've been looking at in our Sunday morning services because Paul was, he had a spiritual mind in chapter 1. He had a sacrificial mind in chapter 2. He had a single mind in chapter 3. And he had a scriptural mind in chapter 4. But Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice because in all of his epistles, you notice he's always praying. They're always started off on his knees with prayer, but In Philippians especially, he said, this has fallen out, rather, for the furtherance of the gospel. Most of the time when you have a fallen out of a friendship, of a fallen out of a marriage, it's not a good thing. It's a bad thing. But he said, this has fallen out for the furtherance of the gospel and for fruitfulness. The prison hears, the palace hears, the public hears, and as a result, the people herald forth the word of God. Prayer changes things. We need to learn to hit the deck. I like the song and, and I'm done. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to live above the world. Though Satan's darts at me are hurled. For faith has caught the joyful sound. The songs of saints on higher ground. God has given to us a high accountability. And as leaders, we need to be on high alert because we're giving out high absolutes in a world of no absolutes. Let's give the Word of God out. Let's hit the deck more in prayer. The battle is intense. Prayer is staying in the trenches where you are safe, in the secret place of the Most High God. Let's stay there, and God will bless us. Let's just look to the Lord in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, as I preach, Lord, three fingers are always pointing back at me. Lord, I pray you teach me to pray more. Lord, I know that the battle was won or lost. Lord, it matters about prayer, Father, more than ever before. I ask you, Lord, that you'd help me to be more of a prayer warrior. Help all these men that are gathered here this morning at this great conference. Father, that we would learn to hit the deck. Lord, because we're fighting a supernatural battle that demands supernatural strength that can only come from a supernatural God. I wonder, just with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to give it over to Pastor Weigel this morning. Do it as you see fit. Remember Dr. Malone saying years ago as a college student, as he was walking down the hallway, he saw one of the college students. He said, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing okay under the circumstances. Dr. Malone looked at him and said, well, what are you doing underneath of there? 
And I believe through power of prayer, we can get on top of the circumstances. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for uh, grace, for mercy, Lord. Thank you for power, uh, Lord, in a world that just seems to be turned upside down, going every which way that's, that's uh, moving farther and farther away from God. Uh, Lord, we can uh, have a reasonable heart. We can have the ability to understand and to be able to have power uh, to refuse to be corrupted by this world. And so bless us, Lord. And uh, Lord, I just pray that we might be able to experience real victory continually in Jesus' name. Amen.